On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. A damn good time to be alive. It's Theo Dorsey on not just any Tuesday here on Ken Levick Alive, but a Teddy Takeover Tuesday because we've got no Ken. You hear my voice and you see my face, WFLX Fox 29 and WPTV News Channel 5, Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, anchoring the sports. The guy right here, we have Dean Thomas. You usually hear his voice on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina from 4 to 6, but we stole him as well for Ken Levick Alive because no Ken, you got to bring the flavor in. You know no, y'all, y'all didn't steal me. Let's, let's, be, <laughs> yeah, let's make that very clear. Y'all didn't steal me. Y'all paid me to come in yeah. here. You know what I'm or, else, or else I would have walked up out of here. Let's be very clear <laughs> about that. I thought this was charity work, Stone. No, I thought we were no charity work. No. no, he's worth the money, though. He is. He, he, is. he is. Yeah, the juice is worth the squeeze there. Yeah. And then that's Stone Lebanowitz, uh Friday Night Lights, who is uh, also going to be debuting later Maybe, possibly, in his own new uh, trivia show, which I'm, 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 I'm excited for. I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I got two of the best contestants I could possibly think of. <laughs> wow, wow, that warms my heart. Oh man, I love this. That warms my heart. So that's going to be some fun. Um, that that's going to be a very fun trivia. I, I I can't wait to see what questions you have because I feel like I'm probably going to get all of them wrong, uh, considering what my topic will be. But we'll get to that later. This is the the reason why I love this time of the year is. For the baseball fans, they get their opening day stuff. They get their baseball. MLB's underway. No lockout. Great. NBA fans, this is when it really matters. The, the play-in games are tonight. Who do we have tonight? Uh, Cavs-Nets, right, on the east Cavs, side. Cavs-Nets and the Clippers and the Timberwolves. Clippers-T-Wolves on the west side. Those are for, for the um, those are 7-8 games. Yes, they are. In both conferences to see what happens, see what shakes out. So we might have a hint as to if the Nets might actually be the first round series for the Heat. We could find that out tonight. But how do they how do they decide that? Like what do they like flip a coin? Like what is the decision making process oh. that goes into who plays who in the first round? So for for the play in games, the teams that are seated ninth and tenth or eight seventh, eighth, ninth and tenth all have to go into the play in. Mm-hmm. The seven plays the eight, the winner of that gets the seven seed. A little convoluted, but the winner yeah. of that game gets the seven seed they're in. They play right. the two seed. Right. Okay. So yeah, I get it. So and they then, just seed them. Exactly. So it's pretty much the seating, and then the and they seed the them based on the record. Yeah, based on yeah. record. Okay. So it's all based on record. So it's not based because, like in in college, it would be based on like like whatever the power. The, yeah, the government. Yeah, the governing body says who who is who. But right, I'll put it like this though, Dean. If the Nets lose tonight. They will play the Heat in the first round. Most likely. Yeah. But they would have to win another game to earn the right to, but they'll be playing the winner against what? The Hornets and the Hawks. Hawks. So they'll probably win that game. Hey, Trey Young still play? Ooh. Ice I, Trey. He's probably the most underrated player in the NBA. This That's year. what I'm trying to tell oh people, man. Whoa, wispy hair. That's ice cold. Ice Trey. Yeah. Why is he so we'll, we'll get to that later. You think he's the most underrated player in I mean, the I mean, I think league? he's one of them. He's up there. Yeah, you're right. He's up there. So that's what we have tonight for the NBA, the playing games. We'll get some of these uh, seedings set out. We'll know if the Nets might be on the horizon for the uh, Miami Heat, as well as playoffs around the corner. We just had the Masters. Like, it's just a really – this probably has to be an underrated weekend in sports in general, right? We also had UFC 273 coming off of that. Like, it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. I man. mean, it's like everybody benefited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no matter what sport you liked, if you liked sports – 
of some sort, like yeah. you were happy based on the weekend. And a month ago, we didn't think we were going to have baseball, so that's right. just a plus. Right, right. And then also hockey playoffs around the corner. Oh, my. Florida like, Panthers. Florida Panthers, number one in the East, most wins in the league, most goals scored. Yeah. We're ready. Man, I'm so upset, though, man, Like because baseball started, but I, I threw out that first pitch yeah. for the uh, the Houston Astros. Wasn't too bad either. And it wasn't too bad either, and Did I was hoping. To the plate, though? Of course I got it to the plate. Boy, I put that right in the little bottom of the right-hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> but I was hoping that – um. Carlos Correa would be out there. That's his name? Yeah. 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 What uh, you know about Correa? That's my boy. Yeah. He's a yeah. UFC guy. He's a UFC guy. Oh. He, listen, he came to the UFC and ran up on me and was like, yo, I'm a big fan. Dang, Carlos I didn't know who he was, so I was like, yo, who are you? <laughs> that and is then he wild. Was, and then I, but then I had to ask like some people, and it was like, yo, that's, that's him. So then when I found out he played for the Astros, yeah. I was like, yo, uh, when y'all do spring training – Come check me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I probably could have got him to come in. But Dang. then he done went off to another team. That's just how it goes, man. It's, it's, and you know, I have a Carlos Correa bobblehead. Do you really? Yeah. Like, I would have put it, put it this way. <laughs> you could have got that sign if I, if I, No. If I, if I could have got him to come in, yeah. I would have showed – I would have turned him into a bobblehead. Oh. Because, you know what I'm saying, like he would have wanted to train a little bit. And oh, you would have yeah. mixed them up. I, yeah, I would have turned them into a little bobblehead. You went from mutual friends to now you're uh, <laughs> well, not, no, that's <laughs> what No, but when, you train, but when you train with somebody, like that's that's what it's about. It's all love. Yeah, it's all love. Like okay. we get in, we get down and dirty, we get our we get dirty together, and then it's all love. Uh, that's something different. That sounds like something different there, but that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that's how you get down, that's how you get down. What up, Carlos Correa? Uh, also tonight, or today actually, last night in the NBA, awards were submitted. So they got to all of the media got to vote on MVP, first team, second team, all NBA, first and second defense, most rookie improved. of the year, most improved, uh, rookie of the year. By the I know, way, I know who I got for MVP. Who you got for MVP? I ain't gonna tell you right now. Oh, we gonna get to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to when that. we get yeah. to that, I'm gonna tell you. I was trying to get a sneak peek so that way no, I can rip up no. the argument later. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you right, and you better have your argument together because once you hear who I'm telling you about, you gonna you gonna have a hard time disagreeing. It's gonna be uh, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker from Red <laughs> NBA. <laughs> the one, the one NBA player he knows. Um, no, so we'll get to that. Then we'll get to the MVP debate. But the other thing happened. It happens in all sports at the end of the season. The other thing happening right now is us watching the Los Angeles Lakers kind of undress themselves before our eyes. Yeah, borderline implode. Yeah. And that's what they did all season long, but it's just getting worse right now. It's, it's, it's getting like are they still playing the games? Because I was watching like I, I was watching the, the little highlights here or actually the lowlights. And <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I, like they was doing things that like you wouldn't see like a, in a middle school game. Right. They're playing games not on the court, but with their mouths right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's ugly. It's ugly to see. It's, it's sad also to see these are guys that are NBA top 75 guys. These are guys that are potential future Hall of Famers. And in Russ's case, definitely a future Hall of Famer. And it's sad to see them implode. So this is what I'll do. I'll do a dealer's choice on where we'll, we'll start it off today, how y'all are feeling. It's going to be NBA, but do you want to go positive first? Are you one of those guys that likes good news before the bad news? And we talk MVP race and who we have? Or or do we start negative? I, like start, I say start negative. And we get you know in on those Lakers. Let's get in on them Lakers, man. Yeah, let's just rip off the Band-Aid. Yeah. All, right, rip, all right. Rip it off. This rip. is going to hurt, Stone. This is going to hurt, our resident Lakers fan. But we're <laughs> going to kick it off with something that Tim Legler said on Get Up. And I, I'm starting to lean in on it. I'm starting to believe it. I want to believe in LeBron James. But coming off of this season where the Lakers missed the playoffs, LeBron set out the last two games because it was over. He even missed the scoring championship attempt at what 37 years old that was a big narrative right yeah absolutely he missed out on all of that 
And now as the Lakers implode, we look forward to next season and maybe the next season and really the twilight, the end of LeBron James's career. And Tim Legler had something interesting to say about LeBron James's tenure in Los Angeles going forward. Look, nobody can see into the future, but I don't think they're going to win another title in L.A. I don't think LeBron wins another one. Here's the single biggest factor, and we're ignoring it. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are having a hard time staying healthy, and that's not going to get better with time. It's only going to become more difficult. Look, it's great that LeBron James had this kind of year offensively, and he scored the basketball the way that he did, and he likes to think that that means he can still do it at that level. Yeah, for maybe 60 games, Anthony Davis gives you 50 games, and then are they ready? on April 15th when the playoffs start to take you through a two-month run. I just don't think at this stage of their careers we can expect health. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It would be, if, if there had to be odds on does LeBron James win another title in L.A. right now, and I'm, maybe there is some in some other books, I would have to, I wouldn't put my money on it. Yeah, I'd probably say those odds would be a little over two to one. Yeah. Like, I, they're not that, it's not that crazy, but at the same time, it's not that likely. More so enough for you not to put money on it. it it's hard to see the path to it just because LeBron James, like, in pivotal series, like, if he did make it to a Western Conference Finals or a Finals, I'm not even sure if he's the best guy in those series anymore. And the surrounding cast is Anthony Davis and now Russell Westbrook. They're tied to that roster. It's really rough to see a way out. Man, his surrounding cast is too old. Yeah. If they too old, and this is a hot take here, Uh-oh. but I got but I gotta say it, they ain't light skinned enough. <laughs> Wait, they need some more. They need some more Steph Curry's and some Ben Simmons is on the team. You know what I'm saying? Some shooters. AD, AD got a little light. He's a little light skinned man, but he's he's a big and goofy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's not a light skinned dude that can shoot his. Yeah, that's, that's what problem, I'm saying. Man. Like right. that, yeah, who's a, or, or Devin Booker or somebody? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They need some of them little light skinned boys out there that can shoot. Lamelo Ball. Yeah, I mean. You, you're saying that as a joke, but Dean, they have nobody that can shoot the ball. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, it, it was what I'm saying is based in fact. It is. Like, what typically happens with LeBron James' teams is when he was in his prime and was dominant enough to take the ball to the cup, like dribble drive, with the Heat when he was winning championships in the early Lakers and those Cavs, he was able to drive and kick. And he was kicking out to light skins or white boys who had the strap and were able to knock down that three ball. Yeah. We don't have that this year. Mm-mm. We did it. It was just completely obsolete. So so like Carmelo Anthony? Right. He's the oh. o- that's all we got. That's all we got. Carmelo he's, Anthony. He's, he's older than I am. Yeah, yeah, he is. And that's saying something. <laughs> that's saying something. He in his 50s. <laughs> <laughs> that's saying something. He won that championship with Syracuse back in the uh, 60s. Yes. <laughs> Back when Jim, him and Jim Brown, was yes, him college. and Jim Brown was there with the school together. Him, Jim the Brown, and OJ, roommates. they was all in school oh together. My gosh. It's that bad, though. It is that bad in Lakerland. And there's the real problem is like it's not necessarily because LeBron James. If you had to list out guys who you would want in a series right now, I think I could list maybe five guys before I get to LeBron. And that I, I didn't think I'd be saying that at least when we tip the season off before this, uh, before this NBA season. Five's a stretch. Let me hear it. Let me hear those five. I would go Jokic. I would go Giannis. I would go Embiid. KD. KD. Oh, I can't believe I got that. took that right. long to go to KD. And then now you have a debate between a guy like Curry, maybe mm. a guy like Doncic. Mm. So I'm not saying – I'm saying you can hold make on, Who did you say first? Luke, I said uh, – Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Okay, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. He's first? He's not first. I'm just saying he's he's one he's a guy I would definitely put over LeBron he's right now in the series. Most oh, really? likely, I know we're, we're we're teasing it, but he's most likely the MVP favorite right now. What? And he won it last year. And he For won real? it last year. Yeah. 
He's he's a top three player in the league right Hold now. Hold on, don't he, what team he play for? The Nuggets. Oh, that's right. That's the big white dude from Serbia. The big Serbia. Yeah, I, I just I keep forgetting, man. I know he's like a big white dude. I mean, I'm not gonna argue yeah. against those five. I, I think you're like per, you're perfectly fair. Whoa. <laughs> <I'm playing>. Whoa. <laughs> I don't look like a Serbian. But no, but those five people you name, I mean, you you're shake completely the fair. hair off. There's man. a yeah, right. There's, there's really no argument against those guys. I can't argue with you at this point in LeBron's career. It, and exactly because also you have to factor in: is he going to make it through a seven game series? Is he going to be able to exert himself at that level? Like if we're talking the 2016 LeBron, who can literally put the team on his back, 40 points, 10 boards, 10 assists on a nightly basis in the finals. Of course, give me LeBron James, mm-hmm. but I don't think. I think the skill level is still there. It's not like he really lost the athleticism. I think he's just lost the ability to do it at that level. Because remember, like those series against the Warriors when he would just dominate, that was a lot. Yeah, a lot on his body. It was. He can't do that today. And I don't necessarily think it it has anything to do with him or the Lakers. I think it has to do with the other teams that they're competing. They've gotten so much better, better, right? Yeah, they're they're so much better, and the coaches are so much better at scheming up how to defend LeBron James to where it puts the pressure on the other guys, Mm. and they can't come through. And I mean that makes a lot of sense. It seems like everybody choking because like now they they double team and triple team in LeBron, yep. and then these guys are open and they they choking. Absolutely, and they just aren't like that. They have Danny Green, by the way, who's supposed to be. Oh, there. Danny Green, Lakers on. They got Danny Green. I didn't know that. Danny Green, but he plays he, for the, he, the Sixers. He's back with the Sixers, I'm tripping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought they, they, who did they get back? Um, I remember Danny when Danny Green, Green played for um. What did he play for Toronto? Yeah, he did. For I a remember because. How did yeah. I put Danny Green on the Lakers just now? I remember watching him play, man, a little bow-legged self out there on the court. <laughs> he do. He do got that. That <laughs> dude do play. Danny got to the point where, like you said, they were double and triple in LeBron, and what would happen was they would end up giving the ball to Russell Westbrook, and uh, teams would back off of him. Like they why would, is that? They would want him to shoot. They were daring him because to shoot. Because he couldn't he can't Because shoot. he couldn't make it. So they would like when not he had the ball behind. Not only could he not the, make it, he would airball it or throw it off the top of the backboard. Yeah, and more so would like took the soul out of the team. They would back six yards away from him when he was behind the three point line uh-huh. and like basically laugh at him like go ahead and shoot this. And like Theo said, he would hit the back the side of the backboard or airball. It was bad. And the other team would go in transition. They were making fun of the Lakers all season long because Westbrook is more of a an athletic yeah and a driving t- yeah absolutely. So like when they back off like he he was like uh oh shoot it scrub <laughs> shoot it scrub they mess with his head man because mm-hmm. he was he's never been a great shooter he's never been this bad like he's probably put up the worst shooting season in the NBA for a guy that shot as many times as he did. Plus he seems easily flustered by things that he shouldn't be flustered by like yeah. distractions like crap like the crowd well, and yeah. things like that like he seems like he's. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, you, he gets to get his focus together. You would know more about that than we do at the highest level. I don't think it's easy. I, I feel bad. I, I, it's not. I'm saying it's not easy, but when you get paid to do a job, you got to put that as the priority. You know what I'm saying? You weren't on Russell's side early in the season when he was crying about them calling him Westbrook. You, you were telling him to man up. Yeah, and- I went 100%. I'm like, dude, it's your job. You know what I'm saying? It is. I mean... It's your job to go out there and perform. You can't be like, oh, I can't perform because you like you get paid millions of dollars to perform. You need to perform. Absolutely. I don't care what the distractions he, are. Before the game, like pregame warm-ups, he couldn't even jog out onto the court without booze or without hearing Westbrook. Man, that's hard for me to even fathom. Yeah, but you got you got to get over that. You do. You got to yeah. get over that. You got to get over that. Well, like if you at that level, you've been playing a game your entire life. You've been wanting to play in the NBA your entire life. You make it there. You're a good player. They're paying you millions. He's of not dollars. a good player. He's an MVP and a future Hall of Fame. Right, right. He's a Hall he of Famer. He was. Yeah, but he's okay. So he's, having, so he's having a bad season. So he's having a bad yeah. year. So, but you can't be like, oh, I'm having a bad year because the fans got to me. Yeah, and you got to learn how to focus. That's the point I want to get to because not only Westbrook right now with the Lakers, but 
everybody within that organization is absolving themselves of blame. Even Magic Johnson, like a week ago, retroactively absolving himself of blame and acting like he would have done it better. It feels like right now the implosion is not just happening on the basketball court, but they're looking forward. They're seeing what they have on their roster, how tied they are with the, with no cap room, with Russell Westbrook, who, I mean, could you name I mean, a team that would take Westbrook right now? Who would want him right now? The, the, and how the, much do you have to give up to get off of Westbrook? I mean, it won't be much. Um, you'll just get a few players for him. I, I wouldn't imagine you wouldn't anybody get would give, anybody yeah, for him. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine they'd give up draft picks for him because, I mean, he's not worth it. They would, the Lakers would have to attach assets to Westbrook right. to get him off, and what team would welcome that in? Because either you're developing young talent and mm-hmm. Westbrook gets in the way, or you're a contending team and Westbrook can't help you. Yeah, there's a few teams that, that I've seen that make the most sense, and one of them was the Indiana Pacers. I um, saw a report I think about that. I think they're more so in like the rebuilding stage, or the Charlotte Hornets, and I know they have a, a, a young you don't core do that. group. That's, that's a terrible and idea. And you don't want to do that. Th- th- I guarantee you, if you ask those guys – Without a mic in front of their face, but in the locker room, just talking to each other. Yeah, Lamelo, uh, all those guys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's Terry. take the ball out of Lamelo Ball's hands. Right, a magician with the ball, a wizard with it, and and put Westbrook in that mix. So, but listen, so listen, Westbrook is a future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. yeah. great player. He's small, right? So who who does that remind me of? Don't My favorite it. player of all time. AI. AI, exactly. But how did AI handle his business? AI was a junkyard dog on the court. Yeah. He was a dog on the court. He wasn't complaining until and crying. He, until he wasn't at the back end of his career. That's an apt comparison. Why? Because, because you remember Allen Iverson on the Pistons and the Grizzlies? You remember those years? Uh, who cares about that's those what, years? That's what we're looking at right now. Oh. With Russell <laughs> <laughs> Nobody care about those years. I'm talking about Philly. And I, I feel like in AI's, later in his career, he was able to lean on his uh, ability to handle the basketball. And, and Russell Whisbrook is getting boxed and put in situations where they're like, he, he can't really handle the basketball. He can't handle the ball. He, not as well end, as AI. At the end of the day, he's just not as good at basketball as he used to be. And his mindset is that of the MVP, that of Mr. What was it? Why not? And he's still telling himself why not. It's mm-hmm. why he got to this level. To get to this level, he had to have that unwavering confidence. It's the same thing that's eating away at his ability to play right now. But the bigger issue here, the whole Lakers organization trying to wash themselves of their sins, absolve themselves of blame, including Westbrook, who had comments on his relationship with coaches. And, and I want you to hear this audio and listen to it because listen to it not just for him addressing this season, but his whole NBA tenure. And if you actually believe Westbrook believes the things he's saying, because right now it seems like he's reaching at anything just so people can say, oh, maybe we're being too hard on Westbrook. Listen to it. Yeah, you know, I think it's, um, it's unfortunate, to be honest, because I've never, and I was, I was saying this, I never had an issue with any of my coaches before as much as people may assume. I never had an issue with any coach, any players, any staff members, anybody, actually. It would keep it in the And Kevin Durant? from the moment I got here, and you guys don't know this, but I, like, really uh, it was actually Frank's and his wife's anniversary, and I actually sent him a bottle of champagne and stuff to his hotel room, which he didn't know anything about, because I was, it's a nice thing to do, nice gesture. Nice. I'm, welcome, I'm coming to the team. Congratulations to you guys, and that's just the type of person I am. I don't do it for anything back in return, but that's just something that I felt was the right thing to do. And I'm not sure what his issue was with me, or I'm not sure why, but um, I can't really give you an answer why things we never really connected. Maybe, you know, um, that's something that he has to answer, but I never, you know, from the get-go was feeling like I was having to, like, try to, prove myself to him and my capabilities and what I've been able to do for this game. And it's unfortunate, but it's really not I kind of out of my hands. 
it's out of his hands. So, Dean, what, do you think he even believes what he said and all of that rambling of, oh, it's not my fault? Yeah, I mean, he's trying to – everybody likes to point fingers, so he's not really being accountable. But he's also like – he was like, oh, well, I sent him a, this guy a bottle of champagne. Yeah. I didn't do it for no other reason, but I, I don't even want credit for it. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just going to tell the world yeah. that I sent you this guy a bottle of champagne. That's like when you when you uh <laughs> you get a family member to help you with rent one month and they telling everybody at the next family reunion like yeah. hey, look hold on now we t- we did that in confidence like yeah. look I don't want any credit for it but Theo wouldn't be eating if it wasn't for me right yeah, now exactly, like, hey, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> when he mentioned why or why he's confused at the fact that Frank Vogel it seems like he didn't want him or or, or what his yeah. problem was with him. Because he didn't want you. I can imagine when the decision was being made to bring on Russell Westbrook, Frank Vogel was the one in his head going over the X's and O's, thinking yeah. about how this would work on the court. And he probably thought to himself, it's not. So then then they bring in a guy, the higher-ups do, LeBron James, right? Rob Polinka, Jeannie Buss, they bring in Russell Westbrook, uh, going against what Frank Vogel wanted, and, and who knows if that's the truth. But now you have to coach a guy that you didn't want in the first place and is not performing. So in your head, you're like, I was right the whole time. And this guy, night after night after night, jogs onto the court and is just horrible to the point where when you bench him, you take slack for benching him. But what were you supposed to do? You play him, you lose. You bench him, you take slack for it. Right. And on top of all of that, before our show here, and Evan Cohen, you here every single day to start the start the run of shows from uh, what eleven fifty five to twelve, and then also five fifty five to six. Uh, Evan says LeBron James is the most uncoachable guy in all of sports. Where you could look right in his own locker room at his own teammate in Russell Westbrook and say easily he's been the most uncoachable guy in the NBA over the past three years plus. And I'm not sure when he ever was easy to coach. I think just earlier in his career, the juice was more worth the squeeze because he was so prolific and so athletic and had so much confidence. Now a lot of that is withered away and it's just like not worth it. I mean, that's a really good call. I, I, I think Evan going after LeBron, you know, Russ is right next to him. Yeah. And, and, and Russ has shown time and time again, more so than LeBron. I mean, yeah, it's a tough argument. It's hard to say LeBron James is the, le- uh, the least coachable guy in all of sports, a guy that has delivered, what, three, four championships. Mm-hmm. I, always, I forget about that Lakers bubble one. Four championships so far. <laughs> Chill I, out. I just like taking a stab at the Lakers fans. Uh, and also a guy that has done it with multiple organizations, three different organizations and several different coaches. Russell Westbrook has seemed to be the center point of a lot of downfalls of franchises just over the past few years. Just over the past few years. So I think that's a more likely. But that's not necessarily a testament of the coaching of, of who's he's had uncoachable. With coaches I know, but LeBron probably had problems with coaches, but because he's such a great player and such a dominant player, he was still able to win. That yeah. doesn't mean he was any more coachable. And on top of that, there are some coaches who have coached him, and LeBron has known more basketball. And right. I don't want to so say he's a better black. coach than them, but I'm sure in certain instances in the fourth quarter with four minutes, LeBron knows what to do more so than Frank Vogel or Ty Lue or some of the guys who, that have coached. Who was that, who was that dude that, um, that looked like JMP to use Coach Cleveland? You talking about, is it David Blatt? Yeah, David yeah. Blatt. Like, looked look like JMP was out there coaching. Oh, right. You think LeBron knows more yeah. than JMP? I yeah, think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, he, LeBron probably wasn't very coachable, I mean, because he dedicated his life to basketball. Like you said, he knows more about the game than probably the coaches do. So, like, he probably wasn't very coachable at all, except for they probably allowed him to do it. With Russell Westbrook, yeah. they were probably like, man, sit your butt down. But you couldn't <laughs> sit him down, right? I know, because, but he was a former because, but it, because he was still good, but, I mean, maybe he didn't, have, he didn't really know the game as well as LeBron, or maybe the, the team didn't respect him like they respected LeBron. So, like, they, what would happen is, like, maybe LeBron – 
the team respected him, they do what he say. Yeah. Well, Russell Westbrook, Russell was like, yo, I'm taking this. Or maybe the team didn't respect him, so they wouldn't do what he said. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. But again, we, we ate our vegetables. We talked about the, the sad, sad Lakers and all of their uh, dismay with Los Angeles. And hopefully somebody starts taking some responsibilities for their own actions because, LeBron, you brought Westbrook there. And Westbrook, you sucked. All right? End of the day. Uh, I do want to shift it forward. LeBron and Westbrook, former MVPs. They're not in the MVP conversation this year because they missed the playoffs. But there's three guys that it could be. Everybody's going for either Nikola Jokic, my guy Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Joel Embiid. Three international guys, by the way. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you? It's a global game. That's right. It's a global game. It's a global game. So I'll tell you why, unequivocally, it's only one of those guys this year. No, it ain't, because I got another one. No, no, You have another one? Yeah. Oh, So we'll hear what that other one is on the other side of the break. I have a feeling it's Shaquille O'Neal. You're listening to Ken Levick Alive with (laughs) Neil Dorsey, Stone Labanowitz. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. And we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Here's a report, uh, Sam Amick of Bleacher Report, that LeBron James is, quote, very enthused at the possibility of the Lakers hiring Mark Jackson. Of course, the Lakers just fired Frank Vogel after a disappointing season. But again, we're done with the Lakers talk. We'll see what happens with Mark Jackson. I mean, I feel like he's been in the booth for what, like, Five, six years since that. Uh, has, it's more gotta than that. be. It, it feels like a long time because it was before the Warriors. It, yeah, won he their was first calling title. some of that. Just calling some of that. Oh, so Mark Jackson from the Knicks. Yeah, Mark Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a big guard down there. One of the first big guards he used to post up the little guys down there. Yeah, Mark Jackson, maybe, uh, maybe going to L.A. Maybe to get. In, well, if you ask Evan Cohen, maybe he's getting the curse of. Coaching LeBron James, I would say it's usually a blessing. We'll see. It's a blessing. Trust yeah. me. All they, they just need good chemistry. They yeah. just need to f- be able to communicate and have good chemistry. Because obviously, when LeBron has good chemistry with the coach, they do well. Yeah. And when they don't, they don't do well. They had too it, many stars on the team, though. I think too many. Well, too many stars past their prime. Yeah. They had too many past their prime guys: Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, and then sadly, I mean, Anthony Davis. He was trying to put together a, put together a team like Uncle Drew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, a bunch going of around, yeah. <laughs> bunch of going Drew's around. There. Dean, there's a narrative with LeBron that's going around, and this will make me feel good because I know what side you're gonna you're gonna stand on. But all, all these tweets and all these pictures and videos, and they say that he's 37 years old, and we won't see him much longer. So appreciate him while he's here. And I'm talking about LeBron James. You agree with that? Like, let yeah, before he's gone, it won't be the same when he leaves. So appreciate it instead of just hating all the time. Nah, yeah. I do agree with that because. But that's the way people are, though. People are very contrarian. They love to hate. They love to be yeah. against what is like popular just for the sake of doing it. So like everybody's going to be against LeBron James for now. But in 50 years, then everybody will love him. Yeah. We hear, and we hear that with a lot of the great, like uh, a lot of the great athletes and lead, like Wilt Chamberlain. You hear a lot of that in his time. People were very mm-hmm. dismissive well, Wilt of Chamberlain him. is popular for other reasons. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. Yeah. And I'm more impressed by his his, his, ex, his recreational achievements. Yeah. <laughs> his achievements. Outside. That's a guy that worked hard on and off the court. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe harder off the court. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. Like, how did there. he do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the still the yeah. great. Uh, so I believe as we talk about great players and potentially great ones going forward. First and foremost, 
the global game that is the NBA, this will now be the fourth straight season that an international player has won MVP. Giannis won it back-to-back. Jokic won it last year. That's three in a row. If Jokic, Embiid, or Giannis wins it this year, and that's obviously who it's down to now, really more so Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. If either of them wins it, that's the fourth straight year we have a, an international player. You know, it's a global game. I know, but you know what? I think it's big. I think it's more than that. Yeah. I think it's more than that. I think it has a lot to do with, like, if you look outside, there's not as many people playing basketball as it used to be. It doesn't feel that way. It's not. Yeah. So I think the games are being developed by coaching. And then when you talk about coaching, it's a level playing field across the world. Yeah. So I think that's really what it has a lot to do with. Because, because the NBA has all those academies also, like right. in Africa. In yeah, China. so like they have academies all over the world. So yeah. like it's a level playing field for everybody across the world. Before, Americans was dominating basketball because I don't think it came down to coaching. I think it was just like raw talent. The guys were developing on the basketball courts, and then every now and then you the get streets. a sprinkle, like you get Hakeem Olajuwon, who who got brought out of like that and brought to America. Joel Embiid, even at the beginning of his career, had a similar trajectory. hadn't played ball what until he was like twelve or so. Yeah, same thing for Giannis, and these guys are getting that coaching. Yeah, and then they're becoming megastars. It's, it's becoming out, it's coming down to coaching because I think, and I can I can say I say that because like that's the way it is in fighting too. Like when, like now it's becoming more of a coaching game yeah. and who can coach the better athletes. I mean, you obviously still have to have certain skill sets, but it comes down to coaching sometimes. And, yeah. like, I think, especially, like, in basketball, like, you, when you see the lack of people playing at the court, like, I don't even know if people still go to the court. They, not as often as it yeah, doesn't Do people like. still even go to the court? I mean, L.A. Fitness. Yeah, LA, yeah. You have an L.A. fitness That's fight. the problem. because <laughs> back in my day, we used to just give me a, a stick in, that, a, in a rim. That's but all I'm we saying, need. like, back in, back in, back in, no, but real talk, like, yeah. back in my day, like. It was a basket. Best, it was a woven basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a peach basket. No. It was like, but, Mr. Naismith, pass that basket to me right quick. I'm trying but to. No, but the basketball court was, like, the local hangout. That's where yeah. you went to hang out, and everybody went, and everybody played. If you didn't play, you watched, and you talked trash. You was like, I got next. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Also, we're older, so maybe we just don't know about those runs. Mm, I mean, that that could be possible. But you have no, a son. No, I don't though. think I, my, son. I, my son goes to play sometime, but he yeah. don't, he's not out there with like a gang. It's not like the local hangout, right, Where I everybody goes to hang out. Now, Dean, you mentioned that that you think it, it, it has to do with coaching now, and it, I think it's directly comparable to the UFC, just based off of how many how international it is and how global it is. Do you think that's because of everyone nowadays is is almost on the same skill level? Like, like, it, yeah, like everybody, I, nobody's human beings are not that far apart in terms of like what you can do. And now, right, a yeah. days as the year goes on, we get closer and closer yeah, we get and closer, closer and closer. Like y'all are getting real big brained here. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> <laughs> we gotta separate so, separate ourselves somehow from you know. Yeah, for me, from the rest of the idiots. <laughs> and I, I'm an idiot every other day of the week, so like I yeah. might as well flex a little bit. Y'all are getting really like intellectual here. I've never seen this uh this side happen. But keep going. I love it. No, but the re- the reality is is like when I'm coaching fighters like they all punch about the same. They're right. all about the same speed. It comes down to decision making and just like certain intangible shot selection. Shot selection, you know, um heart mm-hmm. conditioning, it, it things helps. like that. It comes down to things like that. So like I'm I'm sure it's pretty much the same in basketball. It is. Well, like, it helps it, comes, it helps when you're like a 7 foot uh, alien too, and Giannis and Embiid and Jokic, you know. But yeah, I mean, but those are but those, but those are outliers. Yeah. Like, get, those are outliers. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody in the NBA is an outlier at this point. The guy you think who looks small on the TV is probably six foot three and a half. Yeah, you said Russell Westbrook is short. He's six three. Yeah. Not so. I mean, listen, I've stood next <laughs> to these guys like when I go to fights, and they're there like during the season, 
and I stand in, I'm in the elevator with these guys. They are so skinny. Yeah. I want to just break them in half. Who? who I really who, do. Who, I really, who can you think of? I don't like. I, they were just like random players. I got probably guys on the bench, right? And like I'd be in the elevator with them. They're so tall, yeah. and I would look down at their little legs, and I'd be like, "Man, it just I just want to kick your little toothpick leg right now." It's messed up. They're Either so skinny because they're there. like. They're like six, seven, 180 pounds. Yeah. yeah there was a Lean. stat with Kevin Durant when he was getting drafted or, or going into the NBA draft that he, the, his bench max was 185 pounds. And he did it twice and he went for the third and got pinned. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So cracked he, his chest. It cracked uh, one, 185 pounds, which nowadays is probably like a high school sophomore's, like <laughs> hey, what, he's, what he's repping. Right. But I'm just I'm like, how tall is he? He's like seven foot. Yeah. He's seven Maybe foot. Seven he's foot. seven foot. Yeah. Well, what does he weigh? 190 pounds? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is it is ridiculous when you think of that. These guys, they look stretched out. I saw what's his name? Um oh my god, what is his name? LeBron. No, I'm not kidding. LeBron. <laughs> I'll think Iverson. of it in a second. I'll think of it in a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you're right about the fact that these guys are built a different way. But even beyond that, since we have a level playing field of the way that these three guys, the, the three-headed monster in the NBA today is built between Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, I think it is an easy delineation of who's the MVP. It's close, right? I'm, Giannis is my favorite player. I would love to see him get it. Embiid, an amazing talent. But come on, it, it should be this simple. We're talking most valuable player in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Can I list off some of the nuggets? Can I list off some of the nuggets that Jokic has been playing with this season that he dragged into the playoffs this season? Please Can do. I do that? Tell me. Okay. I'm, I'm going in order of games played here, uh, according to ESPN.com, instead of just games started. Dean, so, you, you let him know if you know them. Yeah, right, just I'll tell me you, if you know you. these names. I'll tell you. Jeff Green. No. That's the, that's the most games played for the Nuggets this year. Monty Morris. No. <laughs> Aaron Gordon. I do know him. You know him. Because he, he was like, in the, he light-skinned. He was in the dunk yeah. contest that one year. <laughs> <laughs> He's the light-skinned dude that can't shoot the, but dunk. He's the, the, yeah, he was the dunker, yeah. Shoot a little bit. Uh, then you have Jokic. Okay, Will Barton. No. <laughs> Will Barton. That, I mean, come on, dude. No. Bones Highland. No. Is a rookie. Are you making these names up? These sound like dudes you're just making up. Bones Highland, actual name. Bones Highland. These sound like dudes from an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, Austin Rivers. No. That's Doc Rivers' son. Do, I still don't know him. Still don't know. Do you know Doc Rivers? Yeah, I know Doc Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. J. Michael Green. No. Okay. Compazzo. I never know how to say his first name. Compazzo? Is it? It's not Faku. Uh, uh, Faku close, Compazzo. Close enough. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. <laughs> and then Devon Reed, uh, Zeke, uh, I can't say that one. Bryn Forbes, DeMarcus Cousins, a recent addition. I mean, look at the – these are the guys that he dragged along to be an actual playoff team. I believe six seed. They'll be playing the Warriors in the first round. Jokic also created a new club, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. Mm-hmm. Or more than that, I, I got no, no, that. No, no, that was, that was the one. Yeah, and also on top of that, the highest PR of all, like every single thing when you look at statistically as well as the winning, you know, they they won enough six seats, high enough for me. And on top of the fact that his next best player is Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon, like that dude's the MVP. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said when you do talk most valuable player by far, and and, it, and it's a great call bringing up his teammates yeah. because that makes him so valuable. Man, he has. Absolutely dragged these guys into be the sixth seed. Yeah, says a lot. And he has historic on-off numbers. His on-off numbers are literally the best of all time in the NBA in any season. When he's really? on the court, the Nuggets perform better. And the gap between when he's on the court and off the court is the widest gap of any team in, of any player 
in any season in the NBA. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's That's so efficient. Dean, earlier we talked about shot selection. By no means is he fast and quick. I mean, he is so slow, and they make fun of him for it because he can barely get up and down the court. But his shot selection is so perfect. He shoots most of his shots in the paint, but he has all the other parts of his game, but he's never taking dumb shots. And when he doesn't have shots, he's really good at passing the ball. He's probably the best big man passer that I've heard that we've ever seen. Hold on, how tall is he? He's big, man. Oh, is he? He's, he's a seven-footer, no he's doubt. He's a seven-footer? Yeah, he but is. But he can shoot, though. He can shoot any shot on the court. He can pass it behind his back, under his legs, behind his back. I mean, he's got all the parts, but when we talk about shot selection, there's nobody better than him. He's so efficient. Yeah. He's, he's got so much great stuff around the rim, like quick taps, like floaters. Like He's got a, a great touch, and that's what I like the most about his game. The passing is obviously unprecedented. So right now he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Mm, I still would say Giannis is the best player. Yeah, I would also say Giannis at this point. He's the but, best player, but but Jokic is the most valuable to his team. Right, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That but, makes a lot of sense. For me, who I've been a fan of the most and who I would vote for if I had a vote would be Joel Embiid. I, I think he's the best big man. In, in my generation that I've ever seen, and I'm 23. Scoring title? Yes, scoring first, title. First big man to, to win the scoring title since who, Dean? If you had to guess. Big Diesel. Come on! Shaq! Shaq Diesel. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. So he's the first center to win it and, since Shaq. And, and I think his game is similar to Shaq. Like, like, when the Sixers need a bucket, the ball is going to drill and beat, and he is going to punish you. And, I mean, and he never fails. And, and I just love watching games where you know where the ball is going to go. And Joel Embiid comes through, I, I think, more than anybody. The city loves him more than anybody. And when you're talking value, I, I think he comes in a close second yeah. to, to, to Jokic. But yeah. I would vote Embiid. I think he's just been phenomenal this season, and everybody likes to write Philly off. And so, I'm telling you who I'm voting for. Well, well, my vote is Jokic. His vote is Embiid. I want to give the callers a chance, and then we're going to get your vote. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Call in and let us know who you think is unequivocally the MVP. The awards got submitted last night, so all of the media and writers and all of that had to put their ballots in last night for all of the awards, specifically MVP. I'm saying it's got to be Jokic because his teammates suck. You're saying Stone is saying Embiid because, I mean, he's the best big man that you've seen since Shaq. Just so dominant. His presence alone. Dean, who you got? Lonnie Walker. (laughs) I knew it. Theo called you out before the show even got rolling. <laughs> Man, Lonnie Walker. Listen, Lonnie Walker started with less. But what's the less that he started with? Hey, He's come, he comes from Reading, Pennsylvania. <laughs> he started with nothing. Dean, they are in the playing game. Jokic and they're in the playing the game. Jokic came from a, a, a war-riddled country. So what? <laughs> Reading, Pennsylvania is a war-ridden city. It is, it is. Dean, it is. let's be smart here, okay, because there's only 10 guys who are even you're allowed to bet on that have odds presented for the MVP. So besides Jokic and Embiid, I'll rattle off the list of guys that Lonnie you Walker's, can bet on and that are in there, and you tell me then okay. who you got. Lonnie Walker's got to be in that cut. What you got, though? Devin Booker. Okay, not Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Chris Paul. Ja Morant. Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, or the king himself, DeRoz- LeBron James. DeRozan should no longer have betting odds for MVP. That should have like went out the window after the All-Star break. Out of that list, Dean, who would you go? I'm going with uh, John Morant. I mean, there's a real argument there. There's a Is real there? argument. I mean, if, he, if, if Memphis had the hype and, and the yeah. media behind him early in the season – before they started beating everybody's behinds, there might have been more of a case for him. So 
what's what was the final record without John Morant? I think his the thing that hurts him the most. They're a really good team. I'm not saying they're not. What was the record without John Morant? I, I want to say it was along the lines of 22 and three. I remember it being 20 and two, and then it kept going up because they mm-hmm. kept winning. So he's the greatest player on that team, obviously, right? Like he's the engine that makes them go. But when he doesn't play, they're 22 and three. Yeah. Can you call somebody the most valuable oh, if man, they can win without him? They're better without him. <laughs> <laughs> they need to trade him. Like, man, how do we get how do we get rid of this guy? Cut the dead weight. <laughs> Cut the dead weight. 888-760-3776. Who is your MVP? I say it's Nikola Jokic because his teammates stink. Stone Lebanowitz says it's Embiid because he's the greatest big man of, uh, since Shaq. And Dean is going with either John Morant because I'm going with Lonnie Walker. You're going with Lonnie Walker because Lonnie Walker, less. yeah, Lonnie Walker is the best player in the NBA right now. Well, he'll get a chance to show it tomorrow in his playing game um, when the Spurs take on who the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans tomorrow. Yeah, so he'll get to show it. You know, he'll he'll be proven right or wrong when Lonnie Walker shows out. I'm sure he'll play like 15 minutes and score three buckets. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. he's trying him because Lonnie has the potential to go off. That's what I'm Tomorrow. trying to tell you. He's going to go off. Some and you, faith from the man from Reading, than, PA. That's what I'm saying. He's going to do more than 15 minutes and more than three points. We'll hope so. We'll hope so. We'll see what happens from Lonnie. I like him, though, because he's a cane, and you already know. Uh, Stone, is the U back? The, the U is back, The man. U is back. Back. I spent but some they, time. I spent some time with them last Saturday. I got a lot to say. Okay, baby. We'll, you know what? We'll get to that then. We'll get to that uh, on the other side as well as y'all's MVP picks. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Who's the NBA MVP? We'll tell you after the break. This is Ken Levick live on ESPN one zero six three. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick live. On ESPN 106.3. And we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Uh-oh, we have a new insertion into the NBA MVP debate. Stone, uh, what are Kevin Durant's odds to win the MVP? You listed off the top ten. What's her, what are uh, KD's odds? KD's odds plus 50000 So if you put a $100 bill down and he wins... You get $50,000. That's incredible. So KD's not winning the MVP. Kevin Durant, though, is a voice that we should listen to in these kind of topics. And it sounds like here from a tweet from um, Nick Friedle, Kevin Durant has weighed in on the 2022 MVP race. If I had to, if you had to guess who we picked, who would you say, Stone? Devin Booker. Okay. Okay. I see it off the beaten path. Who do you think, Dean? Who do you think KD is going with? And it's who? not Lonnie Walker. Um, uh, Chris Paul. Uh, okay. Uh, I, can I change my answer? Change your answer. Himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. You not, know, you know what he need. I tell you, what, I tell you, what Kevin Durant. A needs. burner account. No, he need a brush <laughs> and some lotion. Man, I, I mean, every time I see him, I'm like, dude, why don't you just brush your hair he, every once in a while? Katie's trying he to lean to into brush your hair. He's leaning into that I'm a hooper and I care about nothing else thing a little too hard. Where it's like, dude, you can look nice and play. You good can still basketball. brush your hair, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, that's Kevin Durant's thing. Uh, so, KD, according to this tweet from Nick Friedle, uh about uh, two hours ago, KD said his pick for MVP would be Joel Embiid. Mm. It says, as for the narrative aspect of the MVP race, as it pertains to votes, Durant knows it's out of Embiid's control. Quote, in Joel's case, more people like Giannis and Jokic. It's as simple as that, unquote. 
And a week ago, when Joel Embiid was asked about the MVP race, he said, it's because I play in Philly. A I week fe- ago. He said, I, <laughs> I feel like they hate me. And I, Katie, uh-huh. that's what Katie's pointing to. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. There's a lot to pity with Embiid because not only did he go through all of the losing with the process in the Sixers, like he, went, he got it out the mud. He also had to deal with Ben Simmons over the past two years, really more than that. Being reluctant to shoot. What's wrong with Ben Simmons? He quit on him. He oh quit yeah, he did him. quit. He he has gone through mental stuff. Oh yeah, the mental stuff. Yeah, right. he, yeah I yeah. mean, he needed he needed he needed a sports psychologist. He did. Maybe he did. He also needed um he needed to have the will to shoot the ball or dunk it in a playoff game in a big moment. And I hate to be harsh, but there are quotations around mental stuff. Yeah, yeah, we don't. It's hard. So you want to be nice about those things, and you have to be these days. But at the end of the day, it seemed like an excuse. Russell Westbrook could have pulled the card. Would you yeah. have? Would you have gone with him? Would you have sided with him? No, then? I mean, he, well, no. it's right. the same either thing. Way. There's no difference so, between the two. Either way, Embiid had to deal with it, and he still per- pers- persevered through it. And that's why Stone likes Embiid for MVP. I like Jokic. Uh, Dean is still riding with Lonnie Walker. Those would be some uh, very oh, long odds. Man, what, what are Lonnie Walker's numbers, man? Put up them numbers. To be honest, I, I would say they're probably like 600,000. <laughs> so if you it's, put uh, No, no, no. I'm talking about like his numbers. Like what are his stats? His stats. His stats. Okay, as Stone looks for the stats for Lonnie Walker, we're going to bring in uh, Steve from Lake Worth. Steve from Lake Worth, who do you have as this year's MVP of the NBA? Steve? Cue me up perfectly. I tell you what, y'all cue me up perfectly. Uh, first off, y'all need to put some respect on his name. It's Lonnie Walker the Fourth. Ooh, you that's what I'm talking about. You want to call him out? You down in South Beach? You got to call him El Quatro. El that's Quattro. Lonnie Walker the Fourth. <laughs> and and I'm gonna tell you why Dean's right. And y'all and, and y'all gonna believe this after I say it. If you're gonna be MVP, you got to be able to beat a man one on one. Ain't none of them scrubs touching El Quatro. El Quatro take any of them men one on one. He can go on a team. He can go on a team and take job, but you ain't going to go on your team and take his job. That's what so I'm that's talking about. that's the MVP. About. Number one. Quattro. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the El call. Quattro. El the Quattro. Call, so we got two votes for Lonnie Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Dean and Steve from Lake Worth are on the, the El Quattro train. On um, the season, Lonnie Walker, a.k.a. El Quattro, averaged 12 points, <laughs> three rebounds, two assists, and shot 40% from the field and 35% from oh, three. 40% See? from the 40% field. 40% from the field, boy. Look a, l- at that. a little less than half his shots were going in the <laughs> cup. That's what I'm talking about. If he just shoot more, you know what I'm saying? But that's that's, that's what you call reliability. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can always count on him to, for the, drop them 12. Yeah, and you know what? If I need 12 points, I'll call Lonnie That's Robert. right. See, but, it, D- but Dean, they had to win a game to get into the playoff, uh, the playing game, and they had to beat Golden State. What'd Lonnie do? With 27 minutes, he put up 26 points. He did. Six rebounds, five assists. See what I'm talking about? They said when they when they say, "Yo, go ahead, do your thing, boy." He came out and did his thing. Put him on his back. He yep. did his thing. You're right. I like Lonnie Walker. I don't want to seem like anti Lonnie Walker. I mean, I just for some reason I feel like his MVP case isn't stacking up with with Jokic. And I don't know though. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's one versus two in this. Listen, yeah, I'm just glad that I uh, KD came to my rescue. And, and, he's, from, and he's from Reading. Reading, Pennsylvania. What's what are some fun facts about Reading? What should I know about the, Reading? The, the irony between, with Reading, Pennsylvania, is it's called Reading, and no one there can read. <laughs> oh my! God. Ain't no reading in Reading. <laughs> Ain't no reading going on in Reading. Yeah, but it's some hooping though. Yeah, they can hoop. It's some hooping. They can and, hoop. And Lonnie Walker proved that um, with his MVP case. 
Uh, so lots of fun. You know what's going to be a lot of fun, though, tomorrow? We're balling out with Mini Hoops Mania presented by Bud Light. Join me, Theo Dorsey, and the ESPN West Palm crew tomorrow at the Draft House in North Palm Beach from 6 to 8 p.m. for our Bud Light Mini Hoops Mania Finals. It's the championship round, baby. The grand prize winner will take home a Bud Light Fan Cave prize pack, which includes a projector, a Bud Light LED sign, and a mini hoops game set. You must be 21 plus. For official rules, visit ESPNWestPalmContest.com. Brought to you by Southern Eagle, who reminds you to drink responsibly and hoop responsibly tomorrow as well. I can't wait to shoot some hoops, and as well as send off our guy Casey Korth, who is going to double as his going away party, our teammate here. And I'm not sure how we got to do that, but I, I know I get to be on the mic for Casey's going away. Oh, so that, so y'all are having a party, but yeah. then y'all are like doubling it as Casey's going away party that's to try how, to make him feel good? Yeah, that's how much they care about Casey. <laughs> they were like, we don't know how much, how many people would have showed up for just the Casey Korth going away. I know, so they had to like make it a, yeah. another event. And, be yeah. like, and also, <laughs> Casey, come show up so we can celebrate your leaving. Yeah, they're like, look at how many people showed up. I, I thought I was going to have a party for Casey. Yeah. After he left. After, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey's gone party. Yeah, yeah. We're getting, we're going to, you know, we'll spend this break organizing the Casey's gone party, and then we'll come back here. For now, we're live on ESPN 106.3.